You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. It's Monday, October 9th. I'm Zeke Robison. Today, the game theory of the auto strikes. As the United Auto Workers strike against Detroit's Big Three drags on, a classic behavioral theory provides a way to figure out how long they may continue. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. The United Auto Workers strike against Detroit's Big Three, Ford, General Motors, and Stellantis escalated into its third week on Friday. Workers at two additional plants operated by Ford and GM walked off the job, taking the number of union members striking for better pay and benefits to more than 25,000. The dispute looks unlikely to end soon. As they try to understand where things are headed, economists, philosophers, labor experts, business professionals, and a handful of boutique consulting firms see a juicy opportunity to put a 100-year-old economic theory into practice. Guys... It's time for some game theory. For those who learned it from memes, not in school, game theory is the science of strategic thinking, says Kevin Zolman, a professor of philosophy and social decision science at Carnegie Mellon University. It uses mathematics to model and predict human behavior when two or more people or parties have potential conflicting interests. Game theory has been used to plan out business negotiations, auctions, and poker strategies, and even to guide parenting decisions. Zolman literally wrote the book on that last one. The current UAW strikes provide plenty for game theorists to chew on. Bargaining is a classic game theory problem, Zolman says, and a strike is a great example of a high-stakes contest between two players with different but definable interests. Adding to the intrigue and game-theoretic fun, is that this is the first time the union is moving against all three major U.S. automakers at the same time. Even more interesting, the UAW is using escalating and targeted walkouts at specific facilities, dangling the threat of a wider strike if negotiations don't go their way. The big game being played with the U.S. industrial economy has four players, each with their own set of priorities and incentives. No matter who you're rooting for, automakers, workers, the UAW, or bystanders in the wider audio supply chain, game theory can provide a way to think through their strategies and maybe even predict the future. The first step is generally to figure out what's at stake, the value or resources that would be created or lost in a future agreement. 
Barry Nailbuff, a businessman and professor at the Yale School of Management, likes to keep things folksy and calls that the pie. Nailbuff is using the auto strike to illustrate the basics of game theory negotiation tactics to his students. He starts by breaking down what's at stake for each player. The automaker's meaty contribution to the pie begins with the sales they might lose because of the strike's production shutdowns and the future cost of wage and benefit hikes. Nailbuff adds on ripple effects such as damage to their dealerships, which might run out of stock to sell, and the cost of losing customers to non-union automakers such as Tesla and Hyundai. The UAW and its members add to the pie the cost of striking from lost wages and withdrawals from the union strike fund, set up to support workers during their fight. Everyone involved in the strike should be calculating what's at stake to figure out what sort of offers they'd be willing to accept or make, in other words, to resolve the whole dispute. Absent calculating the pie, I would be negotiating with my eyes closed, Nailbuff says. Perhaps that sounds too abstract to be much help in the boiler room atmosphere of Detroit C-Suites right now, but for more than 20 years, Mark Robinson went through this kind of strategic exercise inside General Motors. Robinson, who is now an outside consultant and writes about game theory for business contexts, says he used it to advise the automaker through some 100 decisions, including supplier negotiations, policy shifts like trade deals, and yes, labor negotiations, including the 2019 UAW strike against GM that saw workers walk out of 50 plants for over a month. Classic game theory scenarios involve two players, like the widely taught prisoner's dilemma. But Robinson says GM's process began with getting the company's experts and executives in the room to identify everyone who might be affected by the game. In this case, that's the automakers, the UAW, and even different political factions inside the unions and 2024 presidential candidates. The next step involves the group mapping out the different levers each of those players can pull, meaning the four or five moves they could possibly make. For example, the UAW could escalate further and tell workers to walk out of more plants, or instead choose not to expand the strike. One automaker could decide to raise wages or decide to stand firm. Once the forest of all the players' levers have been mapped out, the group systematically thinks through which are most likely to get pulled. Corporate game theory can get even more complicated to the point where computers, not whiteboards, have to be used. Jerry Sullivan's Priva, based in Canada, uses game theory-based algorithms to point businesses toward decisions on things like where to roll out new products or how to approach a negotiation. In a couple hundred cases, he says, the firm's game theory analysis has correctly predicted outcomes over 80% of the time. Ford declined to comment about its strike strategy, and neither General Motors nor Stellantis responded to requests for comment. The UAW didn't respond to Wired's questions about game theory either, but in texts leaked first to the Detroit News last week, the group's communications director said, if we can keep them, automakers, wounded for months, they don't know what to do. This is recurring reputations damage and operation chaos. In fact, some of the UAW's moves already match a classic game theory strategy called tit-for-tat, says Art Wheaton, a professor who directs the labor studies program at Cornell University's ILR school. On Friday, the union announced it would expand its strike to fund more Ford and General Motors facilities, but none belonging to Stellantis. The multinational company behind Chrysler and Peugeot had made significant changes to its proposal and would be spared, UAW President Sean Fain said. 
In tit-for-tat, one player reflects another player's moves. If player A, Stellantis, cooperates, player B, the UAW, cooperates too. But if the other automakers don't play along, the union won't play either, allowing the workers to play each company off each other. To use a spaghetti western analogy, it's the good, the bad, and the ugly, says Wheaton. So what does game theory actually say about how this auto strike will end? Robinson, the consultant, has thought through each player, their moves, and what they want. The UAW, and particularly Fane, its new and fiery leader, will need to prove it's put in the work to get the best deal possible. Meanwhile, because the UAW's gradual strike strategy isn't as painful as it could be for either the workers or the automakers, it could drag on for some time. Robinson is ready to call it. The whole thing will wrap up between Halloween and Christmas, with more labor-friendly Ford finding a finish line first. That would make for a long autumn. Or at least, that's the theory. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, the Grace Hopper celebration is meant to unite women in tech. This year, droves of men came looking for jobs. Checking in on Wired Science, Elon Musk's brain chip startup conducted years of tests at UC Davis, a public university. A Wired investigation reveals how Neuralink and the university keep the grisly images of test subjects hidden. And right now on Wired Science, Slovakia's election deepfakes show AI is a danger to democracy. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from wired.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.